Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP and the iHeartRadio app. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Or you can tweet us at BigBlueInsider1. Now, here's Dick Gabriel. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. No Dick Gabriel tonight. Mark Berger filling in for the big man. And I I mean to tell you, I, I feel Aaron Gershon, Billy Rutledge both here. And I was here, I don't know. Three minutes, and I already felt bad for both of them because I am on one. It's North Day. It's North Day, first of all, and that's the most important thing. NKU plays for the Horizon League title and their third trip to the NCAA tournament in four years of eligibility. I've spent two of those evenings here. (laughs) Somehow. One of these days, I will remember how calendars work. So for those of you who have not listened to Sunday Morning Sports Talk back when I was doing that show every week, uh, 9 to noon right here on News Radio 630 WLAP with Curtis Birch, Anthony White, and Larry Vaught, in case you want to tune into that. Uh, like, I'm notably bad at math. And it also extends to the use of calendars. Basically, anything with numbers on it is not for me. And, like, I never think to say, you know, Tim sends out things, hey, who wants to host on these days? I never think to look at a calendar and think, what else is going on that day? Uh, so here we are. Uh, the big news of the day actually isn't, uh, as much as I hate to admit this, that the Norse are playing for their third trip to the NCAA tournament in four years of eligibility, which I might have mentioned a minute ago. I don't think so. The big news of the day is that Emmanuel quickly was named by the smart people as the SEC Player of the Year. Now, that was interesting because it was like a late surge by Emmanuel quickly, which is sort of like the the news of the week from UK athletics, right? Late surge to beat Florida. Uh, softball had the late surge to beat Texas A&M in the opener. And then yesterday they just hit all the grand slams to beat them again. I think they hit like seven grand slams or two. It was somewhere between. I think they hit two. Yeah, It was somewhere between one and seven uh, and had a big, a big day to take that series two games to one. Uh, and then Emmanuel quickly comes from way behind uh, Nick Richards to win SEC player of the year from the coaches. Now another SEC player of the year award uh, was announced today. It was the AP's Player of the Year Award voted on by writers. Uh, and the winners were dual winners. Everybody gets a trophy. Mason Jones <laughs> from Arkansas and Reggie Perry from Mississippi State. Now, I, I say this knowing how bad it's going to sound for a person who's talking about SEC basketball on the radio right now. I could probably tell you who Mason Jones was if I saw him. I couldn't pick Reggie Perry out of a lineup. <laughs> like, those are two really good players on... Mississippi State's not going to make the tournament, right? Uh, they might. They're very much on the bubble. Okay, Reggie well, Perry's numbers are outrageous, though, in his defense. And Mason Jones is a really good player on a really bad. trash team. That's about right. I saw somebody call him the greatest guard in Arkansas history today. 
What? Like that guy has to have been four. Didn't they win a national championship? Yes, but their best player was a forward. All their best players were That's frontline true. guys: Scotty Thurman and Corliss okay, so Williams. Best guard. All right. They had a really good point guard whose name I can't remember, but like he wasn't their star. All right, I'll give them that. Maybe then Arkansas seven and eleven conference. Yeah, record is really popping off. The yeah, page ever for since me right now. it was the UK game that kind of set everything back for them. Yeah, they were on a roll. They were, and they were talking all sorts of nonsense headed into that one. Remember? Oh yeah, I mean it was a Super Bowl, and it was all raucous. And then Cal gets we crush their souls again, which is really, honestly, my favorite thing in SEC basketball now. Crush, crushing other teams' souls, crushing Arkansas' soul specifically. <laughs> and I don't know why, but for some reason, I absolutely detest them, <laughs> and have for a pretty long time. And I like I have no. I have no explanation for it. Can you give me a woo pig real quick? No, I'm not going to do that. And I think that's part of the... No, stop. What are you doing? Stop! (laughs) No, it's because... What did they do? I'm so I don't know. Like, I can't... I think part of it was because... uh, I'm trying to remember what year did I move to Chicago. So, 93, right? My going away present on my first tour at Host Communications was I got to leave work early and we got tickets to the first... Uh, session of the SEC tournament, which was here in town. Right. Uh, and then the next day, it snowed like a foot and a half, and nobody could figure out how they were going to hold the second part of the – neither you were born when this happened or something, but whatever. Uh, like, well, they could, nobody could figure out how they were going to get to the SEC tournament, but it sort of worked itself out. But so we got to go, and Arkansas played in that first session, and man, their fans are, like, crazy. It was all the Woo Pig Suey stuff, like, nonstop, the whole time we were there, whether they were playing or not. And not like a crazy passionate, but like a crazy delusion. No, psychotic. Yeah, like a crazy, like, watch out for these And, like, they were really good then, and I kind of got it, right? Because they won. They didn't win the title in 93. I think they won the title in 94. And they had some really good teams. Like, one of my favorite experiences at Rupp, as much as I detest Arkansas, as I pointed out a minute ago, uh, was, what was the year of the, the denim jerseys? Was that 96? Again, I'm talking to people who were two. Yeah, one years old at the time. Solid. Not Thank alive. You. Thanks for that. So, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Ugh. I just turned 21 last week. Ugh. 90, no, no, no. I asked my son was born in 97, so whatever. So, the, whatever year the denim jerseys were, they had a... They had 96. A, okay. Yeah, 96. They had a home game against Arkansas at Rupp, and for whatever reason, I got the host passes to that, and they didn't have seats for us. They'd given them to important people, and I had to, like, sit. I think I sat on one of the stairs right behind the scorer's table until they threw us out of there. Uh, but the place was bananas, and it was a great game, and it was, the like, Sunday out of bio was on that team, and I can't remember anybody else. I just remember Sunday out of bio, and he was awesome to watch, and it was a great game, and UK won, and it was great. And that's one of my best rub memories, but I just hate Arkansas. And I really, dis- I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, when Kentucky would uh, make Mike, what was Mike's last name? Anderson. Anderson. When oh the, when God. Kentucky would make him mad because it made him so mad to lose to Kentucky, and it made it so much more fun. Do you remember the press conference? Oh yeah, last year. Yeah, uh, our no. buddy. Yeah, I was there. That one question. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good times, and that was my favorite part of the UK uh, Arkansas thing. And now, like the Arkansas fans were crazy today on the interwebs. Uh, like uh, about everything, right? Oh, Kentucky fans are just mad because blah. 
and basically you're still mad about Malik Monk and you act like idiots and like we shouldn't have to put up with you. Like there should be a mute Arkansas guy on Twitter. Like that should be a thing. Huh. And we should value the opinion of the SEC coaches voting for player of the year other than the writers. Right. That's also true. Uh, and I, like, I want to see the vote breakdown. And we were talking about this before the show uh, went on, uh, Aaron and I. I only just I just opened the mic to yell at Billy about Sean Hannity. And he didn't get to hear any of this conversation. Uh, <laughs> but <is> like, <laughs> It was often. I want to see the breakdown of the vote for the AP player of the year because I, I, like everything in me has to believe that somehow uh, Nick Richards and Emmanuel quickly split votes because they should have won. And it turns out on the AP first team, only Mason Jones and Reggie Perry were unanimous selections, which means that some knuckleheads did not vote for Nick Richards at all. Or Emmanuel Quickly, who the coaches voted the player of the year. They didn't pick Nick. They didn't pick Quick. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. You look at the numbers, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's a down year for the conference, too. So, What kind of knucklehead do you have to be to look at a ballot for you know, SEC first team and not vote for Nick Richards, like like you could make some sort of weird argument that there's oh there's too many guards and Mason Jones is the best guard in the history of basketball or whatever that guy said, and I'm not going to vote for Emmanuel quickly because he just can't measure up to Mason Jones. But like you can't like there's like you can't not vote for Nick Richards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they might not like Kentucky. I mean, what? That's a thing? No. Well, Nick's been a little quiet. Let's be fair. The last two weeks, maybe there's some recency right. bias on that. But you, you, Emmanuel quickly is probably, one that should not be left off. If I mean, you're if you're gonna struggle and you want to win awards, the last two weeks of the season yep. is not the time to struggle. Although in his last ten minutes of basketball before voting, he kind of was the best player in the country again. With Kerry Blackshear on the bench, yes, that was helpful. That's, I'm that, not going to say not it was hurt. I mean, he is a little bit of a flip of the coin. We talked about this last night about him and producing. Get him inside with the big man that actually knows what he's doing. And, and he struggles, kind of a little, struggles. struggles a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Mike tweets in, I want to hear a Wu pig. Well, you're not getting that. That's, just, that's not going to happen from me because that's dumb. Anyway, uh, real quick before we go to the break, the rest of the first team, uh, AP men's SEC basketball was Kira Lewis from Alabama. Uh, mentioned Mason Jones, Reggie Perry, Nick Richards, and Emmanuel, and Emmanuel quickly both made the AP first team. Second team was Samir Dowdy from Auburn, Anthony Edwards from Georgia, Keontae Johnson from Florida, Skylar Mays of LSU, and Brian Tyree of Mississippi. Coach of the year was Buzz Williams. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Why not? And newcomer of the year was Anthony Edwards of Georgia. And then here's the voting panel. I just want to know which they, – they list all the voters, and I just want to know which knuckleheads didn't vote for Nick Richards. I feel like we deserve that information. Uh, the coaches SEC awards the first team: Kira Lewis, Mason Jones, Samir Dowdy, because they have fifteen people or whatever this is, because it's too many to count. Cause it's numbers uh, on the first team: Samir Dowdy, Keontae Johnson, Emmanuel Quickly, Nick Richards, Skylar Mays, Brian Tyree, and Reggie Perry. The second team is another billion guys: uh, John Petty from Alabama, Isaac Okoro from Auburn, who I really like watching play. Yeah, that guy's player. fun. Kerry Blasher Jr. of Florida, Anthony Edwards of Georgia, Tyrese Maxey of Kentucky was on the second team, um, Mike Coatsar of South Carolina, John Fulkerson in his headband, Saban Lee, and then the all-freshman team, Jaden Shackelford, Isaac Coro, Scotty Lewis, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Maxey, 
Trendon Watford, Jermaine Cousinard. Did I say that guy's name right? Uh, yeah. Let's just say it is. Uh-huh. And Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah. Uh, and then Ashton Higgins, along with Nick Richards, made the all-defensive team. Uh, Fulkerson made the all-throwing himself on the floor team, he which did? should be a thing. Was he on the best hair or worst hair team? Worst hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, he should be a soccer player with that hair. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I love soccer. Maybe don't, hockey nowadays. Some yeah, of, some, some of those guys have some bad lettuce. Like, don't get me wrong, I love soccer, but soccer's a bad hair sport. Worst hair sport. Yeah, soccer's – no, you've never seen men's volleyball, man. No. College true. men's volleyball is the worst hair I sport. I forget that even exists. Just absolutely. Like, it's fun to watch, man, but they got some bad wigs. <laughs> uh, with that, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. He found it, man. He finds everything. That's terrible. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel. Billy's been fired. I used to fire Curtis like every other Sunday. I mean, he never left, so you don't have to leave either. And I, I don't have any authority to fire anybody really anywhere, so it's all safe. Uh, Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel. Aaron Gershon, Billy Rutledge uh, in as well. Uh, and I just I ran it like a lunatic for the entire first segment. So your guys' thoughts on the uh, SEC uh, all-whatever team selections, does it matter? Do you care? Is it a big deal? Or is it just something I get crazy about? I think the coaches' ones, like Billy said, are more important than the uh, uh, the writers because, I mean, the coaches are – I think the coaches probably know more about basketball than us, believe it or not. Cal uh, tells us that all the time. Yeah, we're not basketball bennies, so – <laughs> whatever that means but um yeah no i'm okay I, I i don't really even pay attention to the ap vote with that um i pay more attention to what the coaches in the league are deciding and i'll go based on that i would have had more of a problem with it if you know that was their decision with the co- the coaches decided that mason jones and reggie Perry were co um i think i think they're deserving players like i've been high on reggie perry actually all year but i think if you if you're going to talk about um, who helped their team win? It's not even close. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with the AP's decision here, and oh, I think I it, it was a vote split between Nick and and uh, Emmanuel that ended up giving them the win there. I mean, Kentucky went fifteen and three in conference play. Yeah. Should have been sixteen and two if it wasn't for a seventeen point debacle. And Emmanuel quickly has been the best player on this team throughout this. Stretch. Actually, it should have been seventeen and one because they lost. They had the South Carolina game. A they bank were up 15. In, yeah, bank in three. Bank in three. So for a guy that averaged and, five points a game, five minutes a game last year to go to scoring thirty points in some games this year, I think it was a no brainer. Emmanuel quickly pick. Now they they should have still been fifteen and three because they also had the the Florida eighteen point debacle that got them back. You know, even. Don't ruin this. Mark. It's just like it could have been seventeen and one. It's like a blackjack player that just sort of gets that one little run that gets him back to even and makes him just want to keep going. It's ridiculous. Oh that was one of the. That was one of the. Like I'm watching that game and just thinking, what is going on here? That's the weirdest thing ever. Because like it would have been different if they'd have been at full strength, but uh, no. as it was, they were not at full strength. And, and then Cal tried to leave mid game. <laughs> right. That was like, that was the was greatest like, I'm thing. Done. Look, and I know it was two days ago and we don't, you talked about it yesterday, but the the whole, we talked about this Sunday. My favorite part of the entire experience was Cal really seeming fundamentally disappointed that he hadn't actually been ejected. Well, he was probably thinking it would spark the team again. Like it did. And, uh, 
maybe 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 fake ejection was just fun it was just enough spark it worked that's all they needed the heck was, it the, was the not quite ejection we right. should also check on all the fans that were sat right next to the microphones of this broadcast for some reason uh, did you notice that it seemed like the entire okay. first half was just all it was in the florida suited section it was all, well no it is like we we talked about that on sunday like in curtis called in he was down there like they put those uh spinarkle and eagle are sitting mm-hmm. right in front of the students and I've called a game in such a situation before, and it is not ideal because you get all sorts of uh, – they were lucky, honestly, because I, I, I told the story on Sunday. We got the – we got some really bad words over the microphones, and it wasn't – you know, I'm not sure what – again, what people think of – what people think NKU uh, radio play-by-play equipment looked like in 1991 but it didn't have dump buttons and it didn't have i don't think a delay on it so i'm pretty sure the bad words all made it on the air (laughs) there's really nothing we could do about it so you shouldn't sit student sections behind broadcast positions it's a bad idea (laughs) now we all get a good chuckle out of it when it happens just like the parabola mic on the sideline in an nfl game Everybody loves when somebody yells terrible words into those things. We think it's hilarious. Just imagine if the NCAA tournament does go without fans, what words we're going to be hearing. I mean, it'll be like... Oh! Oh! I hadn't even thought of that. By the way, if you want to interact with the show, I was supposed to give you these numbers before. 280-2287-1800-606-4263 are the phone numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet any of us. Uh, I am at... Actually, just tweet at Big Blue Insider one I've got that rolling here. So, but no, you make a good point that I think far too many people don't really appreciate. Uh, if they play these games without fans, and we'll talk more about that after this break because it, it, it actually is getting increasingly important to have this conversation. Uh, but if they play without fans, oh, yeah. Like, well, They're you could have- turn on, for example, the Horizon League Championship game tonight at seven between NKU and UIC and see what a game without that many fans looks like. Like, you can hear every bad word they yell. It's fascinating. Coach Cal's ripping key on a new one from across the court, and you just hear every yep. single Johnny Juzang word. leaves the corner. <laughs> just leaves the guy in the corner open. And uh, all the bad words. Can you imagine what's Bruce Pearl? and? Oh. I have sat, no, I sat oh, yeah, on you, right. press row next, like, 15 feet from Bruce Pearl. He will wear out the bad words. My one of my favorites was I was uh, the visiting bookkeeper when I was the sports information director at Lewis University, which was in that's was in the same league that Bruce was in, and uh, we were over at Bellarmine because they're in the same league, and our we were we were we should have beaten the dog out of Bellarmine that day, and there were little kids that had come down and sat behind our bench, and our coach calls timeout and turns around and went on a rant that would make Richard Pryor blush, and. Like the parents are yelling for their kids to come up, and the guy who was writing for the Courier Journal at the time turns to me and goes, "I'm glad that's not a Catholic school." And I turned to him and said, uh, "It is. It is a Catholic school. <laughs> Good times at the Lewis University game. Good stuff. But no, you'll hear a lot of that, and it'll be kind of interesting. So, <laughs> and it's gonna like it's gonna get weird here. I think in the next couple of weeks, um, we got about a minute before the next break, and so we'll talk more about this on the other side. Uh, but if you've missed the news already, the Ivy League has canceled their postseason tournament, um, which has only like they've only been around for about six years. They used to have their regular season winner would go to the to the NCAA tournament, right? Um, and it's interesting because it hoses Harvard again, 
So the last two times Harvard was the one seed, they lost the conference tournament uh, to the the home team for whatever reason. The home team wasn't uh, wasn't the the one seed wasn't the host, and now they are the host team and they are the two seed. But since they didn't win the regular season, they won't go to the NCAA tournament either. It's tough to be a, it's tough to be a Harvard kid these days. <laughs> we'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats News Radio six thirty WLAP. You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back, Big Blue Insider. Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel tonight along with Aaron Gershon and Billy Rutledge. If you want to join us, 280-2287-1800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, Mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show uh, at Big Blue Insider 1. Or if you've got our individual Twitters, you can tweet any of us directly. Uh, Mike says they should put broadcasters in the top row, and that should take care of it. Uh, that would take care of it. I mean, that would top. take care of the top row of the, of the arena. Yeah. Um, I will also say that it that makes it very hard to call the game. I was going to say, yeah. Mm. We used to have to uh, also on the Great Lakes Valley Conference swing when K-State was in the Great Lakes Valley Conference and they played at that terrible Civic Center downtown, mm-hmm. we would have to sit in the press booth up above this top and one there were no fans there so we could still hear everything so that didn't help at all um and it's just really hard to see the numbers and now that i'm old i really couldn't see the numbers like my eyes worked pretty good then (laughs) they don't anymore it's bad cameron indoor they do yeah they do it up there too um want to get into some of the goings on uh today and do you still aaron do you still have the statement from the ncaa available right now uh the the COVID-19 coronavirus scare uh, is uh, wreaking havoc, really, with universities and conferences uh, around the country. Uh, Just today, obviously, Berea College canceled classes for the rest of the semester. They're going to try and figure out how to close that semester out. Uh, Vanderbilt has canceled classes for the next two weeks, I believe. Yes. One of those weeks is their spring break. Same with Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State did the same thing. Um, the, the question with Vanderbilt is with it in Nashville when they had to close the Batman building and clean it all out because of a, I think a confirmed case. I don't want to, I don't like, this is one where I really don't want to misspeak and I have a tendency to just sort of wing things from memory. Um, but they did a full cleaning of the Batman building. Uh, Vanderbilt is closed, uh, for a couple of weeks and there's some concern about Nashville, obviously, where a bunch of you will be going for the SEC tournament right now. The SEC tournament is on with all activities as scheduled. I just saw uh, an email from UK inviting people to the you know all the festivities there. So, so they're still technically on. Um, I I will be the tournament. What starts tomorrow? Yeah. So the tournament starts tomorrow. It's kind of late. Too. Um, it is late to make sweeping massive changes. Uh, but it was pretty late for the Ivy League to cancel their tournament as well. So I, I you know, I, and it's, I will tell you from personal experience that it is, you know, in, in the SEC and in, in the bigger leagues have a lot more uh, to play for really than you know my experience. But it's a really difficult decision to make because you've got all these people that are counting on this activity happening, and it's not just. Uh, there's a lot of money involved, but it's also athletes, right? Right. You know, this is for a lot of guys going to be their last basketball game, their last real competitive basketball game. 
Um, a lot of guys still have sort of dreams of miracle playing their way into the NCAA tournament, and this is their last shot. Right. Uh, you know, sort of the uh, – I just forgot his name. The guy played for the Knicks, Allen Houston. Yeah. At Tennessee. Like, if they could have made a miracle run with a trash lineup plus Allen Houston, uh, that was going to be his only opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. So there's a lot at stake in this for leagues and for fans and for players and for teams and for schools, but you absolutely can't – you know, if you're the the hosting entity, it's very difficult to look at numbers and, and, and things and, and, and be willing to step out on a ledge and say, we're going to be the ones to take the risk of being the the center point of, a, of chaos. Right. And, and it's – there's no guarantee you won't be that. There's no guarantee you will, and I don't want to be, you know, panic guy, but if you've got, you know, one asymptomatic person who rolls into the arena full of people, bad things can happen. And it's I'll be really interested to see what happens over the course of the next couple of weeks. There's conversations about the NCAA tournament, uh potentially playing in front of empty arenas. Uh the NCAA has tamped that down to this point, but they had a statement today uh that uh, it reads very much like a statement I wrote yesterday, yeah, which is uh, we are looking at all our options. Yeah, you have it. Yeah, the Go NCAA ahead. continues to assess how COVID-19 impacts the conduct of our tournaments and events. We are consulting with public health officials and our COVID-19 advisory panel who are leading experts in um, epidemiology and public health and will make decisions in the coming days. It's not too promising. No, it's not it's very. Really, it's it's not. not super promising. And decisions in the coming days can be everything from playing in empty arenas to it can be everything from nothing. It could be from canceling the whole dang thing, right? To all right, let's go. Let's go see well, what everything's happens. Good. Or you know, you could end up in in a situation like the SEC was in when the tornado went through Atlanta, and, right. and big time boosters get to go or whatever. Which would make that would be the worst case. Like that would make everybody so angry. What I'm curious about is I understand indoor sport. I mean, I guess it's I don't know. Outdoor sports are not affected, even though fans are still on top of each other. Well, no, I mean that's not necessarily well, true. That's what Ohio's governor said really. He here, I'll get his statement, but but um, he pretty much alluded to recommending that all indoor sports be postponed and that outdoor is fine. Here, I'm gonna. I'm pulling. So, here we go. Uh, oh, that's not exactly it. Keep going. I'll, I'll find it right and now. And you've got now Major League Baseball, uh, the NBA, uh, and NHL, the NHL I'm talking about. And I think the did the NCA announced that they were because usually the NCA has open media locker rooms for a certain amount of time after game. NCA already closed it for the closed. SEC tournament. Okay, we are not. Um. um yeah. And I think that'll be sort of an interesting dynamic. I know all the writers are big mad about it. And I like I don't like if you're going to hold the event I don't know what necessary benefit that has. Is it concerning to you at all that the places that are canceling these things, the Ivy League, Vanderbilt University, seems to be the smart kids are doing the smart it. Smart kids, smart kids doing it kind of does make me a little sketchy about it. <laughs> like somebody's listening to science. Um, be them. Yeah. So I, like I don't know, and it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next Here couple of days. He said, athletics, for indoor events, we are asking for no events with spectators other than the athletes, parents, and other essentials to the game. Right now, outdoor events can continue. So that is that is interesting because overseas, that has not been right. the reaction. And you got, I mean, the way I look at it is you have, obviously, the NCAA tournament has Dayton first four and they have Cleveland first round and second round. 
And then you have opening day with the Indians and Reds starting up next week or two weeks from today. So he's basically saying uh, basketball and obviously the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets are there too. So that you've and then all the yeah, high school stuff. I'm looking at Blue Jackets tickets on Thursday, so uh, he has to keep games. I know the the Sharks in San Jose are already screwed. He has to keep why? What happened to them? Uh, they're. I think um, the city mayor put out a whole thing closing all big gatherings more than 50, like fifty people. Uh, the Mid American Conference just announced that they will be playing with restricted attendance. Yep, there it goes. Uh, the Cleveland, Ohio, following consultation with Ohio government and public health yep. officials, the recommendation of Mike DeWine, the Mid American Conference men's and women's basketball tournaments will be played. However, restricted attendance policy will be implemented at Rocket Mortgage Arena. Uh, the tournaments will continue to extend it. However, only credentialed institutional personnel, student-athlete family members, credentialed media, television and radio crews, and official team party members will be permitted for attendance for the tournaments. I, th- like, that last part is going to be the one that makes people mad. That's where it's going right? to That's what's going to be the NCAA if they do anything. What ends up being an official team party member? If you give the university enough money, do you get to go, or do you have to work for the university? Yeah, it's pr- I mean, I'll and- probably... I got eleven Kentucky tattoos. Mark, does that include me and essential Actually, personnel? You, you and I are fine. Well, I mean, that I'll was be a, a credential media member. So. That was a lot of sharing, uh, really. And now I'm uncomfortable. But maybe I think that gets you in. It depends probably on where they are. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the tattoo to fan ratio is here. It's higher. Like you have to have more than however many you said. Uh, to be part of the Oakland Raiders official traveling party, for example. There's one Kentucky fan has got all the signatures like that. of players that, that he's, he's got around and gotten it all tattooed on his body. He should be allowed in. Yeah, that guy should be allowed well, in. While this or institutionalized. It's one of those two things. You know who's not worried about coronavirus? Who? Emmanuel Quickly. He just tweeted out. I guess he's just trying to like distract people. He says, if you get seven shots from half court, if you make one, you get a billion dollars. But if you miss all seven, you go to jail for life. Are you shooting? Question mark. It's <laughs> a good question. So he's like, and Nick Richards responded, "Yeah, I'm shooting." <laughs> that priest from up at Covington Catholic, he'd fire away. <laughs> that guy's gonna win all the money. So, um, I, I think like Emmanuel quickly is just trying to calm the public down. That could be good for you, Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> I would not take the shot. No, I, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, I like no. I would need. It like, would be a, the a typical Ryan Lemon. I can hit five putts from that distance it, when nobody's watching, but when a television crew's on me or, and I got this on know, the line, if it weren't for life, maybe I consider it. Maybe like a couple months. Yeah, like if I had to do a year, I think I could do a year. I could maybe do a year. It depends on the prison too. <laughs> like if it's if it's uh, it's like where Michael Cohen is. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's the prison that. Uh, that Martha Stewart went to, right? I could manage that kind of prison. Like the Pete Rose prison. Like that place was okay. But if it's, but if like, it's Shawshank, uh, I'm, if it's like yeah. Colorado Supermax. Yeah, I'm not going to Leavenworth. <laughs> and that's not, I'm not what's going it, to San Quentin. What's the one what's in a, Colorado where like everybody, every notorious like bomber and terrorist. And, yeah, that one I'm not familiar with. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I'm not going to. No, it's like the worst of the worst. Um, anyway, so again, Mid-American Conference is limiting attendance at its basketball tournament, and I don't think they'll be the last one to do that. Uh, no. Uh, I'd, and I'd be stunned if they are. I'm not smart enough to know whether that is a necessary thing to do or people are going to be like, why do we do all this? But I don't know. I'm, 
uh, you know, again, the thing that you can't risk in those situations is to have held your event and have a breakout stem from your event and because everybody will come after you and that'll be a problem. Right. And I think that that's what like when when you start seeing people start limiting attendance, that's what that's the reason why. Um, and when you talk about outdoor events like the Italian Soccer League has canceled all games until April 3rd. Now, Italy's a mess. Like they've got sick people everywhere. Right. Uh, the Spanish league and the French league today announced that they are going to go to uh, spectatorless games, which are weird. Italy has played spectatorless games before because they have a uh, you know political riots in the stands right. problem at their soccer games, which I find fascinating. Um, and it got so bad that they played, I think, the last four weeks of a season with no spectators one year. It was crazy to watch those, though. But it's going to be like the the next few weeks are going to be strange. Then I don't think there's any getting around it. And I, I think it's I do think it's interesting that the governor of Ohio found a found wiggle room for Major League Baseball to have opening day with the Reds and and the Indians involved. Yeah, oh, I just wish all of this would go away. <laughs> I wish it would too. This it's is, exhausting. It's exhausting, and it's this is like the best time of year. And I don't want bad things to happen to people. No, and it is the best time of year. It is. Like it's March. super exciting. I mean, you got college basketball. I'm a huge baseball guy, so for me, like basketball goes, okay, I'll miss you. Baseball's here now, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm running low on toilet paper, so if we could just get through this. Yeah, you're going to have to stock up somewhere. You're going to have to find something. Uh, CVS, uh, I shouldn't put this out there. No, you can't afraid. be telling people where stuff is. One gotta... CVS in Lexington has plenty, I won't say. Oh, gosh. Now there's going to be a run. It's going to be like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Now you've done it, Aaron. Uh, that's why I stopped myself, so th- you're welcome, CVS, yeah. of which one I will not speak of. All right. We have uh, another break, so we will be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider. Mark Berger, Aaron Gershon, Billy Rutledge. In. I'm filling in for Dick Gabriel. Aaron and Billy are here a lot. Uh, if you want to join us, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263. The numbers, you can email us, mark at WLAP.com. Uh, you can tweet us at Big Blue Insider one uh, I would love to hear from people that are planning to go to the SEC tournament. So if you're planning to go to the SEC tournament, still making plans, making contingency plans, I want to know what they are. 280-2287-1-800-606-4263. Uh, you are you're, you're headed home. Yeah, right? we're driving. Billy, are you going to the tournament? No, no. Billy somebody's got to stay here while everybody else. Goes. Yeah, because I mean, not, there ain't that many people work here no more. Right. Somebody's got to run the show. Right. Plan on the totem pole. Plan was to fly. We're now driving. Uh, just that approach. I, I understand. But you're afraid of planes? No, I've been flying my whole life before I can even remember. Because my all my family's in New York. We were living in Georgia, so we'd fly back well, at once a month. Twelve hours is outside my drive range. Well, it's generally. exactly twelve. Generally, and. Depending on where Kentucky is in the tournament, if like St. Louis, we're going to be driving it from Connecticut. So nice, let's do it. Uh, At least I won't be alone. Gary tweets in, "Hey Meisterberger, if there's a big shortage of toilet paper, do newspaper sales suddenly rebound? I mean, that's an option. Interesting. I mean, bump up subscription. Please, please read it first, though. Yeah, totally. I mean, don't read it after. No, I'm <laughs> India's doing that. That'd be terrible. Like India is bathing in cow manure." Like the the number of coronavirus like weird cures is what's worse the cow manure or people thinking cocaine would actually help 
I don't know. Cocaine and bleach. Cocaine and bleach, right? Like, it was drinking the bleach, too. You weren't supposed to wash the bleach. You were supposed to drink the bleach and snort cocaine. I feel like that's a mistake. (laughs) I feel like that would kill. Yeah, that would be bad. That'd be bad. Uh, So I just, it's, I, I am, like, I don't, like, I don't know that I can make myself go to the SEC tournament if I had tickets. I want to say one thing about this. It's not about you getting it. It's about who you could get Correct. it to. Correct, yes. And that is why we should take this seriously and take precautions for it. And that was the conversation I had with a friend of mine today, right? Like, I am slightly under the tipping point for uh, solid survival rates and, and less good survival rates. But I have a lot of friends, and they were like, oh, you shouldn't worry about it. And about, Well, except that my dad's 79, man. We have two more big updates here. What's that? The rest of the Western Big West tournament, unless I don't uh, is no is the Big West where Gonzaga's at? No, they're okay. on the West Coast. Well, the Big West is playing without spectators, um, and then the University of Cincinnati has called off their April tenth spring game. Interesting, and that's I mean that's a month away, but I guess they don't feel I mean Ohio, and that's an outdoor so, event in the state of Ohio. So everything I have seen backs everything off until March thirtieth. And then reassesses. Yeah, April tenth. That's a April tenth is, is a stretch out. I mean, it's I I, I don't know, and I, I haven't seen you know I haven't talked to anybody that really is involved in in the planning or anything like that. But most of the information that I had gotten had been to back off till till March thirtieth, and then see what happens right. in the next couple of weeks. Um, so it's just it's going to be a strange uh, it, it, like anything could happen in the next you know ten days to two weeks we could all feel weird that stadiums are empty or we could not have an NCAA championship game. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's like a super wide ranging mess. Um, and everybody's going to do whatever they can to make sure that they keep everybody that they can keep healthy, healthy. Right. So it's just, it's unfortunate on a number of levels for the people to get sick, obviously for the families of the people who pass away and for, you know, for everybody involved in all of this. Um, Cause I think it goes, like it, it, it sort of gets, passed over um you know how much how much work people have already put into making these sorts of things happen i want to get to the phones to get rick in here rick you're on big blue insider what's up hey man we're, we're all talking about saving lives and you know worried about the fans and whatnot what about the players and that what? was if like the ends the the what what are the I can't remember the actual name of the organization. The, yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. The College Players Association that isn't really a players association. That's what they said. They're not opposed to what? The no the the player like there's a National Collegiate Players Association group that uh, they can't really represent the players. They've tried to be in a union for college athletes, which hasn't been allowed. But that was their comment. Was what about what about the people playing? And they yeah, I mean it's like it's okay for them, and if they and if they don't play, they'll. They get kicked off, you know. If they decide not, you know, they think it's not in the best welfare to do that. Do they get kicked off? I mean, I haven't heard any, any, uh, anybody saying anything. But you know, I've thought about that from time to time. But listening to you guys, nobody saying a word about the players. I mean, they, that those players could be carriers uh, or very, you know, contagious to the disease. So you know. I don't know, and I think, and I think that's Rick. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That's been the argument that the leagues have made in closing locker rooms, right? Yes, to limit to limit interactions between players and, and outside people. That's correct. Um, so that's you know there is there has been some great wailing and gnashing of teeth over whether or not 
anybody thinks that's going to be of value. But if they're telling you to, to run into as few people as possible, that's one way to run into as few people as possible. That, that definitely is. That's <sighs> Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, every, everything's a mess. And I think the the hardest part for so many people is that there's just no telling what's you know, like they there's no real good idea what's going to happen next or or you know for the for the organizers of events they don't really have any idea what's going to be asked of them that's why you're seeing a lot of things like big music festivals are getting moved to the fall because right at this rate china and south korea are finally having to slow down i know china started at the beginning of january not sh- quite sure when it all started in south korea so you would think the u.s is we're probably looking at a couple more weeks of all this at the peak but you don't really know. The new James Bond movie got moved back. Too. Yeah. It's there's all theaters. Yeah, there's yeah. another movie that. It's all fun and games to you delay my James Bond films, man. <laughs> That's not right. Last one with that actor. I know. And I I don't know what to make of it. Like, those have all been really good movies. Yeah, they have. Um, So much of the punching. Daniel Craig, that's what it is. Yeah. He's been a really good James Bond. It's been a lot of fun to watch him. And I'm going to be sad when he goes. But apparently you only get so many movies in that role before you just can't take it anymore. Uh, We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.